Good morning. You're listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat it, eat at restaurants, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. And any time you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. I'm busy right now in the throes of Pesach, but um, I'm cooking for lots of people. But any time you want, give me a call and I'll do it for you. Small parties, Shabbos, anything. <laughs> um, I hope that you'll tune in every week and hear about my exciting cooking adventures, kosher food traveling and sharing great recipe ideas and amazing guests. But I want to hear about your experiences too. So email me at naomi at nachamsegel.com and share with me where you ate, what you ate, what you made, what cookbook you made it from, any crazy ingredient that you found. I'd love to hear about it. You can uh, join my fan page on uh, Facebook, The Aussie Gourmet. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and on my newsletter as well through my website. So if you eat it, share it. We have a very, very, very exciting show lined up for today because uh, – it's uh, very close to, this is going to be our last show before Pesach. It's crazy that it's come down to this. I am so excited. I'm going to leave in a couple of days to Miami, to the Doral, uh, where I'll be joining the RAM team giving, I think I'm giving uh, 16 cooking classes, which I'm really excited for. So that's like a lot, a lot of recipes I've been putting, preparing for and sharing with the guests there and looking forward to meeting people and um, enjoying the sunshine down in Miami, um, and I'll be reporting a little bit from there. Um, so in the house today, I have, in the house, in the studio house, I have uh, three exciting guests. Now, I'm going to introduce the first one. It's Schmilly Greenstein. I discovered Schmilly after many, many, many social media hits from posted from his amazing coffee shop. Uh, on the Upper East Side. I've also got Shifra Klein. And if you can see in front of Shifra, we've got a whole little cooking gig going up over there. We're going to do a little Pesach demo over there. And they've got Elizabeth Kurtz uh, all the way from Long Island, <laughs> hometown. Uh, we're going to also talk Pesach and tips and restaurants and all the fun, exciting stuff that we have going on uh, right here on Table for Two. Um, Shmili, thank you so much for joining me. It's Hard to get away from the rest the coffee shop, right? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Okay, great. So, Shmili owns a restaurant. Uh, uh, no, I keep saying restaurant, but it's a coffee shop. It is a coffee shop. A patisserie? Would you it's, call it? Uh, no, it's a coffee shop. A it's coffee, coffee sh- and pastry shop, I'd say. But the, the focus on the pastries is, do you all see in front of me? Now, I'm going to get this right now, ZK. On the YouTube channel, Nachum Siegel has his, uh, on, on the YouTube website, there is a Nachum Siegel Net channel which we broadcast our shows as well. So you can watch as well as listen to Table for Two. Um, I'm going to hold up to the camera these stunning, beautiful, I don't even know how to describe, I, I wish I could describe the smell, box of uh, rogala right here in front of me. Yes. <laughs> that is what they are. Okay, so that, that's the focus of your store is, is you've got two main things. You've got croissants and rogalach. Have I got that right? I'd say three. It's the croissants, the rogalach, and the coffee. And the coffee. Okay, of course. Coffee gets its own little category. I love coffee. I am actually plan on driving home past the coffee shop to uh, have some coffee. I've actually had your rogalach a number of times, and your croissants are unbelievable. Nobody in the United States is making anything quite like this. Um, I don't think anyone in the world is making anything quite like this. Um, maybe, yeah. Perhaps Israel. Okay. But, uh, not like this. How did you, what did you do before you did this? You've been open like two, three months now? Yes. I um, come from an investment background. I still do that. Um, I do private equity deals, structured finance. Um, this is my first foray into, um, into uh, retail. Okay. Well, you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's sort of a labor of love. I, I am a foodie. Okay. I always enjoy um, – food has always been a very important part of my life. Great. Um, Welcome this, to the table for two. <laughs> oh, thank you. And this is, some, this is something I've been playing with for some time. Um, the, you know, the concept is pretty simple. It's hot, very, very high-end coffee and pastry. Uh, I felt there was, a, there was a, an opportunity in the market for it. Um, both in the both in the kosher 
um, food world and in the you know, in the world overall. I felt that the the, the consumer uh, consumers' uh, palates have been evolving and they've become more and more sophisticated Correct. with time. Correct. And uh, I feel they've been underserved by the by the by the existing choices. And I felt it would be great, uh, a great opportunity. You know, the market was was ripe for something special, sophisticated, um, but something that that uh, that brought brought um, our culture, brought something that we enjoyed, um, that we really appreciated into the general market. I think you've done that really well. And in in the in the uh shop there. It's called Petit Shell. I'm, I hope I've mentioned that. Um, and it's on the corner of 83rd and Lex. 85th and Lex. 85th and Lex. Yes. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, I like the storefront. It's, it's on a corner. It's all glass. You can see right into the store. And when you walk in, you, the, the first counter is all the different rogalach. I'm going to describe the rogalach in a minute and you're going to tell us all about the different flavors. But there's also the different croissants. They are light, buttery, flaky, croissants that no one else has got. I know that Costco does some buttery croissants, but they are completely different than these. They're not as flaky, and I love the flakiness. My mouth is watering like crazy. <laughs> um, and what he does, you can buy a pretzel one. I'm, I'm just describing my experience when I went there. The, I have, there was a pretzel one, there was a whole grain one, and a plain butter one, and you get them filled in a sandwich. So can you talk a little bit about those sandwiches? Because Elizabeth, they're like, we're going to go there afterwards. It's like nothing you've ever eaten in your life. <laughs> I, um, when designing the concept, I, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to offer something that was very, very specific, but also have the opportunity to, to, to give people different, different, um, different foods, you know, for different, uh, you know, people have, you know, wake up with different, uh, different cravings, and I wanted to satisfy as many as I could. While staying focused um, with with what with the offering, um, and the the idea start the the the, the I, I I guess the brand started as a coffee and pastry concept uh, as a coffee and rugula concept, with the pastries being right now we have eight different uh, rugula options, okay. sweet and savory. Right, I love the idea that there's a savory rugula. Yes. Back back in back uh, a couple of weeks ago during Purim. Savory hamantaschen are coming out. Like I did a, I did a pastrami hamantaschen. That's interesting. Right. So now it's it's all about savory rugelach. I love that we're mixing all that up. Yes. Um, I'm just holding up. But I brought I brought just a sweet offering today. Okay. Because the savory, you know, the savory ones are best served hot, hot, hot and fresh. fresh. Yes. Okay. Can we get this? We got this. This is what am I holding here? It's a cream cheese raspberry rugelach. Okay. It's um. Wow, you can see the nice pink filling uh, going around, uh, layers and layers of filling. I should be able to describe this. I used to sell rogalach on QVC. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. So um, we, w- we would break it open. I'm going to do my QVC stunt where we would break it open, right. and then we would show to the camera all the filling. So everyone can see the filling, and I'm going to squeeze it so everyone can see how soft it is. And it's got layer upon layer. You see swirl upon swirl of pink raspberry filling, and it's garnished on top with some sugared almonds? Yes, and this is, this is our, 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 I guess, our most delicate sweet rugula. It's not, it's not intense. The sweetness isn't overwhelming. It's sort of a, a very, very fine cream cheese, and, and you've got just enough sweetness. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually eat this, and I'm going to pass it to ZK, because <laughs> we love to eat on this show. Oh, my God. Mm. Okay, do you hear me chew? <laughs> this is unreal. So moist, so soft. I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe pass them down to some of our other guests who are in the house, or maybe we'll get, eat them a little bit later. This is unreal. It's, it's got that nice cream cheese. It's not overly sweet. It's, it's not overly creamy. Right. It's a beautiful harmonious balance right. of cream cheese and, and raspberry filling yes. in a flaky, buttery. Dough. Dough. Yeah. So unique, so different. Okay, so what else have we got in this box? Um, we have the classic, which is the chocolate. Uh, we do it with Nutella. It's chocolate Nutella. Now, oh, our pastries who doesn't not, love Nutella? Our pastries are not Chal of Israel. Okay. They are Chal of Stam, so. Okay. Maybe one day? <laughs> um, we'll un- unlikely, but. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay, so again, I'm opening up the the uh, chocolate filling. I'm holding that up. And do we see all the layer upon layer of filling? Okay, wow. And I would imagine these are room temperature, but I imagine if we heated these up, they would be unbelievable. They, they do taste better warm. You we get, actually solved You get the bigger half, ZK. They are served warm in the store. They are served They're, warm. Yes. So everything is heated up. So everything's, We bake everything fresh on location mm. and heat it up before we serve it. This is unbelievable. Oh, my God. And I've eaten a lot of rogalach in my day. Mm. Wow. Okay. Elizabeth has a question for you. She's bursting. I have two questions. Two questions. Two have questions. you got a microphone there? You do. Great. I, I have two questions. My okay. first question is, what's the, the shelf life? If I want to drive into the – they sound so great. I want to drive into the city and get a big box. Mm. But we might not. Maybe there are just a couple of us home that night, so we might each eat one. So my first question is, how long do they last fresh in terms of best prep? And number two is, could I put them in the freezer? Would they hold up in the freezer? And then we could eat them. I could serve them Shabbos morning to sleepover guests and things like that. You sound that. like my QVC pitch. <laughs> well, you can, you can freeze everything. That's what my mother taught me. Everything can good. be Good. I like that. Yeah. That's I the, like that was the I right like, answer. Yeah, good, uh, good. But in terms of in terms of you know the op, you know the optimal amount of time that uh, you know to serving, I'd say that for the sweet ones, a day or two, okay, and they're fine. Uh, you could always pop them in the oven for for a half a minute to a minute at three fifty, and they'll be perfect. Yeah, but not in the microwave, right? Not in the microwave. Yeah, yeah, don't microwave them. I, totally I used to tell agree. people that Absolutely like when it's it. I very rarely use a microwave in any case, but I want a crispiness. When I heat up my pizza, it's in an oven. I want crispiness and yes, and this is. Part of the experience here is the crispiness, and you don't want to ruin that in the microwave. Yeah. I'd say the savory ones um, don't hold up as well. Um, probably best, same day. Okay, same Great. day. And they're all dairy, correct? They are Every all, flavor? They're all dairy. Everything is dairy. Yeah. It's butter, butter, Yum. butter, butter, butter. <laughs> I, I love it, right? Butter is better. Um, now, I just we have to we've we've touched on these beautiful croissants. I'm just going to make. Do I make sure I ho- I did all of them? And this um, looks like a cinnamon one. That is the dolce de leche. Oh, okay. We have a cinnamon. There's a cinnamon one coming out soon. Okay. Stay tuned. Okay. I'm not going to eat this one right now, <laughs> um, but I will break this open. And oh my God, it's oozing! Look at that. It's oozing, oozing with dolce de leche. Yes, it's a very, very. It's very. That's probably the sweetest one. Okay, but that's um, okay. <laughs> we like sweet. Sweet is definitely okay. Yeah. Okay, I just want to, you know, before we wrap up. With you, um, I hope everyone will stick around and hear the rest of the interviews we've got going. But Shmili has got a restaurant to run and a and a, a real career as well, <laughs> a separate career. So he's one busy guy, and I really want to thank you for coming down. But I just want to talk about the sandwiches, the croissant sandwiches, because there nobody else in the United States or the world is doing that. How did you get the concept for that? I I wanted to do sandwiches, but I didn't I didn't want to deviate from from the focus, which is Rugelach, as far as the pastry is concerned. So um, I was playing around with different ideas. I, I was playing around with you know, with possibly doing challah sandwiches because it sort of it flows from the, you know the traditional rugelach. Okay. Um, but I ended up settling on doing them on croissants, which croissants and rugelach are very similar. They're both yeah. laminated pastries. They look the a same. laminated pastry. Is that what it's called? They, they're both laminated. Yes. They're, you know, Is they're that made the term laminated of art? Sure. Laminated dough. Did you know that? Did you ladies know no, that? We all that. learned, and we're all big cooks here. So a laminated dough. What does it mean exactly? I guess the doughs are. They, they, they are. They're. They're. Wait, now you're stumping Uh-oh. me. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's. Um, I'm not. A, I'm not a baker. Okay. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I conceptualized these, but I didn't design them. Okay. Uh, I brought on. Who's your um, team? I well I. I I went through a number of different uh, different um, chefs, chefs, pastry chefs, uh, some of the finest in the country, I should say. Nice. Um, I started off with um, there's a fellow by the name of Zach Goldberg. He has a bakery in Brooklyn called B B and Okay, I don't know. It's it. ranked one of the top ten bakeries in the country consistently. So he's he was. We got to check that out, guys. So we started with him. I ended up bring, bringing a partner on on uh, board, someone with a lot more experience. Um, Running operations like this, and I have. Um, there's a fellow by the name of Oded Brenner. Okay. He has a uh, chocolate, um, an international chocolate concept uh, called Max Brenner. That he. Uh, sure. Okay. He's in Australia. Yes. <laughs> the bald yes. Man. Very proud. The, bo- the bald man. Yes. So the bald man is, 
is uh, is my partner here, and oh. he's uh, oh nice. <laughs> he gets a lot more credit for these than I do. Well, um, you both did a great job. S- thank you. Um, so, and he gets credit for the sandwiches too. They they are his. You know, again, I conceptualize them. He executed, and uh, his stroke of genius is. Uh, Written all over the place. The, well, I'm just gonna. I had a sandwich with like red horseradish and like goat cheese and avocado. And my, I'm, I'm, I had a few different ones. I'd, I might be mixing up some of the fillings. It was a blue <coughs> cheese pear and fig croissant. Like it is unbelievable that yeah, it's it's just not your average sandwich shop. And I really appreciate that because I love bread and I love I love croissants and. I love a fresh sandwich. No, I never. I, I would never buy one, and and take it with me because it will get soggy. I'm so yeah, into it eating it fresh, fresh, fresh. The sandwiches won't hold up. They they need to be eaten fresh. They are with a nice cup of coffee. Absolutely. And the nice ambiance you've got there. Uh, you're making me salivate my own product now. <laughs> then I've done a good job. Yes. Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you very much for coming. Um, I'm going to hold on to these. You think I'm going to send these back? No way. They're all yours. <laughs> Thank you very much. And we're going to try it. We're going to try to come back up and and uh, are you open uh, Sundays? What are your store no, hours? We are actually open seven days a week. We lease the store out to a to a to a to a Nanju. Oh, for Shabbat. Yes. Yeah. So. You know, starts about two hours before this month, two hours after this month. Oh, very nice. The store's leased out. It's a, it's a complete, total arm's length uh, lease. Okay, so, beautiful. Um, Every, everything accordance to halacha. Fantastic. It is. And who's the supervision under? It's uh, Rabbi Melman. Great. Um, yeah. He does the charo store also, which is not too far from you. He does the charo store. Yes. Yeah. He's, a, he's the, the, the Balmachsha of Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Um, very nice. And what are your hours? We're open on weekdays. We're open from seven to ten. Okay. Oh, and nice we're open out. to uh, we're open till eleven on the weekends. Okay, great. Matzah Shabbos. Go there for a date, Sunday night date night. Grab your husband, or grab your wife. Take her out of the kitchen. Take her for a nice cup of coffee or before Sunday morning for brunch. It's a perfect night cap. And it's it's really inexpensive. And I don't want. I shouldn't tell him. I don't want him raising the price. But it's really for for those sandwiches. It's Really well priced. Yeah, we tried uh, pricing them fairly. Yeah, yeah. no. They're I, not cheap. No, they're not cheap. But they're fair. They're fair, and you're yes. getting really high-quality ingredients. So thank you very much for, for that <laughs> and for coming in and sharing with us today and bringing us goodies. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. I know that Shmili has, has to leave, so um, you can just pop your headphones down. and Okay. <laughs> he can breathe a sigh of relief, right? <laughs> we get it. Sometimes we get a little bit nervous. Okay, ladies, I'm going to get you guys to all move up one. I don't know how you want to do it. Maybe, okay, however you want to do it. Okay, well, they were like the most. I'm just going to pop their uh, rogalach away because it's going to be really tempting to shove them in my face while we're eating. Okay, I'm just going to clean up a little bit. Okay, uh, Shifra, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. It's been busy, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been. I know, a lot going on. Okay, um. Okay, I think we just go like oh, that. Hello. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Elizabeth's just getting settled in her seat. Um, so let's talk Joy of Kosher. Another great magazine is coming Thank out. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, when's the release date? I was actually really lucky when I got a preview copy yeah, on the internet. Right. Um, it's already out. Okay. And it's available. Um, the single copies are available online in your local supermarket. Uh, you could get it in Whole Foods and Barnes and Nobles and Shoprite and any of your kosher local stores. Okay. So it's really available for anyone. Um, and it's a great guide for Pesach. Yeah. Um, we got, a, uh, I don't know how many, but a lot of different kosher chefs gave their tips for the yeah. home cook. Uh, I've got one in there. Yeah, yeah, Jamie there, asked yeah. me to um, give her something. So yeah, Jamie for her letter had included like a lot of fun tips. Yeah. And they were really great. They helped me in my, you know, beginning of um, Pesach preparations. Is this your, are you making and your first Pesach? What? No, you're no, not no, making. No, no, no. What was your favorite tip? I, I like, I would love to pretend it was my first Pesach. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. So yeah, but, um, the magazine is great. There's, it's, you know what, really, I feel that Pesach is a great time to just celebrate, um, you know, the fresh natural ingredients and, not get too complicated, and you're going to have delicious food. Yeah. So I, that's what the magazine is all about. 
You know, I was talking last week, I had uh, Miriam Pascal in and oh, Paula yeah. Shaw, and we're just talking about, you know, have your fun desserts too. Exactly. And go for exercise, you know, go for a walk around the block after right. all the meals. But it doesn't have to be heavy potato. No. It doesn't right. have to be that. It, has to, it can be paleo. Mm-hmm. I saw, where did I see Pesach paleo? I did in the, in the magazine. In the we magazine. Did how Pesach eating is really the paleo diet, which is so interesting. Right. It was so fascinating. Uh, we had a nutritionist discuss it. And um, it was really interesting. And we actually included Paula's in the magazine, this issue, because she came out with a new cookbook. Yeah, yeah. We So we have a cookbook feature, and we give our readers a sneak peek. So it's about two pages every issue. And I feel like it's so exciting when a cookbook comes out, and you're always curious, like, should you get it? What's it like? So reading the article, it gives you, like, a good picture yeah. of what each cookbook is about. Um, I don't know so, what, yeah, I, I can't remember uh, who else you had in them. You had, yeah. So talking about like no potatoes, no meat roasted, um, make ahead, um, sides. Okay. Beautiful. You saw uh, the roasted ratatouille. Yeah. It looked gorgeous. She did. And it she, was, it was concentric and it circles. Yeah, concentric circles. It wasn't too hard. Like if I, I'm not like a fancy, uh, you know, type of cook and it was really doable. So that was really exciting. Um, and the cover we had that steak. Oh, that's yeah, beautiful. Juicy. Oh, we love steak. What? <laughs> we love steak yeah. in our house. Um, I like that you had, is Deanie Klein a new yeah, contributor? She's a new contributor. We she, always like to feature new, uh, people in the magazine and give like a really good picture as to what's going on in the world of kosher. So we have, uh, different people contributing every time. And Deanie used to be a chef at Prime Grill, I think she yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And now and she's she had, a private chef and she did some really Deanie great delivers. salads, like yeah. real unique. Yeah, she's she's really talented yeah. as well as beautiful <laughs> inside yeah. and out. She's yeah, she's exactly. a big fan of hers. Um, but um, it's nice to see you know uh, new people yeah. coming into the field and being you know exactly. joining the joy yeah. of kosher and it's team. It's really amazing to see in general. Like we just had Shmuley come, and you know it's just amazing to see what where kosher is today. It's exciting. Uh, it really it's, is. It's unreal. I mean, yeah. uh, his story is so innovative and so mm-hmm. different. You know. Um, right. Your foods, you know, having a magazine or having a food radio show, we are pushing, really pushing the limits exactly. of what kosher has come in the For last sure. couple of years. Um, let's just talk about um, gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> we have, and we did speak about that in, on last week's show as well, like what tips and, you know, Miriam yeah. said have a knife, really good knife. And, 100%. Um, you know, but w- you've featured quite a bit of gadgets on the, on the, uh, in the magazine this week. Yeah, we did like week. a range of like interesting different things that you could add to your kitchen that ranges from the price of like $20 to, you know, a few hundred dollars, but different things that really um, could help your cooking. From the simple cast iron, which is what we cooked our steak in, which is so mm. cheap. Um, and we discussed the koshering issues with the cast iron, which is yeah. interesting too. Yeah, yeah I, very I, uh, interesting. I get a lot of questions online about that. And I did a lot of research yeah. on it myself. It's, it's so interesting. I think for years I was, I did it wrong. And yeah, it's, it's after simple. After getting but questions, yeah. I went, oh my gosh, I have to reevaluate this. I think a yeah. cast iron could make its own show and segment. I mean, that could be like a whole cookbook. Because right. So I don't know anything. Do I'm afraid. Of cast iron cooking. So you have to read the article. It's going to really help you out. Uh, Steven Weinberger, who's really great. Oh, yeah, fabulous. He's such Big a, fan. such a great cook and foodie and experiments all the time. So he did this article and he wrote all about it, how to care for it. Um, and we got the okay to write about the koshering issues with it. And uh, Got some good really, halachic backing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the food that you cook in a cast iron is really like, it gives you that sear. You want to sear anything or fry anything. Um, it's really keeps up the temperature. It also goes from stovetop to oven, which is great. It's great for, you know, the steak we did, but it's also great for frittata, which is simple. You know, you don't, and, or like patties or latkes. You need a milkic one and a fleshic one. <laughs> right. <laughs> the truth is, if you just want one, go, go with fleshic. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It creates this unbelievable, if, like, yeah. crust on a steak. Have you got one? I do. Yeah. And then you stick it in the it's oven. The way to cook a steak. And it cooks right through. Totally. Just like a little thyme and olive oil and garlic. And you oh, that sear good. it and then stick it in the <laughs> oven. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. And then we did a knife show talking about knives. You said, um, it is really important. So we have a very, we featured a very inexpensive knife sharpener, which we loved. It's about like $35. Um, and that is the key. Like whenever I go and do demos or people ask me, I'm like, you don't have to have like a $500 knife. You really no. just have to keep sharpening it. Right. Yep. So that really helps cooking when you're chopping your sweet potatoes or root vegetables. If you want to veer away from potatoes, a good knife is going to do the trick. Right. 
butternut squash, sweet yeah. potatoes. Um, and it's all about the knife. Like, right. it, it could take you like five seconds to cut a butternut squash with a good knife. Right. I, I got a, I had had a global knife. I don't know if, right. I, I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but if you follow me on Instagram, you know, people know I had a, I have a great set of global knives. I dropped one on the floor. Normally nothing would happen. It literally snapped in two. Aww. So I should write <laughs> to the company. Lot. I did tag them on Instagram, but with a broken knife. Yeah. But a friend of mine, as a, I had done a favor for a friend and had, they wanted to pay me back somehow, so they they sent me they they see oh, my so post sweet. and they sent one overnight to my house as a thank you. So I put it aside for Pesach. It was only a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So I've been you know crazy cooking for Pesach since a week before Purim, and my new knife is unbelievable. I made twenty quarts of vegetable soup, and I cut up my vegetables very tiny. Right. Um, I make a first a stock, and then I throw in all the vegetables, um, and then tiny little pieces cut up like you know the tip of your right. thumb like israeli salad style and it was so sharp it took it like makes, no time at all it's your yeah. best friend in the kitchen is, a, sure. is a, good um, a good knife yeah. and then parchment paper and then make sure exactly. you take care of the good knife you have to take care <laughs> yeah, of it by you take sharpening care, yeah. it not putting it in the dishwasher exactly. and things like that exactly yeah. So, yeah, so we featured that. Um, we did – we had a few other lamb. gadgets. Lamb. And then we did I was a so lamb happy feature. you did yeah, the lamb. I was so excited. I wanted to come and watch you photo- photograph that, yeah, but really I think there was a snowstorm or something. I yeah, couldn't make it out it to you. So we have um, Naftali Hanau from Grow and Behold yeah. is, um, you know, a friend of ours, and he had done a duck feature for us. Mm-hmm. And so he really went all out with the lamb. I mean, he did every single cut. Um, and so we featured every single cut of lamb in the magazine, um, what best way to prepare it, and some really great recipes. Once again, like simple, like high-quality, good ingredients. And, you know, you don't have to go that crazy, and you really learn all about it, which right. is great. Lamb is very flavorful, so really you don't flavorful. need too much yeah, you really don't. To, to go, yeah. you know, to accompany it. Just, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, yeah. but not even too much of that. And then just, you know, bake or broil yeah. or however you're... Best, the best piece of lamb is the lamb riblets. You ever had those? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're just, so good in they're restaurants. Amazing. Bit so they're fatty, amazing. though. <laughs> yeah, well, but he, he really cooked it out. It was amazing. Well, that's the it best part incredible. of showing people how to cook the different cuts. Yeah. Is the fattier pieces, you're not going to make like a stew exactly. so that you have a big, thick amount of fat on it. You're exactly. going to do it more like, you, ro- you know. We ro- yeah, he roasted it out. That's great. And it was great. It was so good. And lamb chops are amazing. We have a coffee chili rub in the magazine and also a lemon pepper rub, which is so good. With lamb. With lamb. Mm. Lamb chops. And there's like, we learned about the different cuts, the different types of lamb chops, and they were all good. Uh, the, the beautiful like baby lamb chops and the shoulder lamb chops and. Long bone. Yeah, exactly. They were all delicious and we described the different cuts and it was really educational. It's really great. So that's what. Uh, it's always so exciting to work on the magazine and to really like we learn in the process and whoever reads the magazine, you just learn different new things besides recipes. You learn new techniques. Um, you learn the different trends and travel tips that are, go- you know, like different. Yeah, ideas. always travel tips. Yeah, we always have that. Did was did uh, Shannon at uh, Goldberg? So have- Shannon does our challah article. I know. So she's she took a break. For she this took issue. a break off. I, I when uh, I was working on really like, exciting what has she got going. Us? What has she got going for, for Nissan? Because there is, the, the, you know, uh, Dahlia Abraham Watt, uh, Klein, uh, has a spiritual needing cookbook. Yes. She was a guest on the yeah. show. And she, um, has a, a challah for every month and a shape for every month. Right. So I was curious to say. Yeah, what she do for Pesach? Right. So after, um, after Pesach, there's something for Nissan that, uh, that you could do. Cute. I can't remember off the top yeah, so, of my head, but yeah. Was, yeah, so we like cute. There is something. That the issue should be like, it's, we call it our gluten free issue. Yeah. So people who are gluten free also really enjoy it. So yeah. No, like, I I, I have I have the gluten free from last week from last year. I, I keep all the. Yeah, it's a great. I mean, source. I keep all my magazines yeah. in any case. I actually have a pile under my bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Growing, um, but that way I've I've got um I actually separated out the Pesach ones that way you know I have yeah ready. exactly I've got I think I own every Pesach book that was put out in the last twenty years. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got quite a lot of Pesach books. So uh, thank you, uh, Shifra. As you, uh, um, in front of Shifra, you see a whole bunch of equipment, a yeah. whole bunch of cooking equipment. So we're actually going to do a little bit of a demo while Shifra gets all ready. Are you ready now, or should we? Do we need to boil anything up? No, no, no. I'm not boiling. Okay, okay, so great. One of the articles that we did yeah. was an almond article. Okay, so that was actually the article that I did. So I'm sharing some things with you. Um, so the idea was, um what you could do with an almond. I mean, it's really amazing. We made almond flour, almond butter, almond paste, and we also made almond milk. 
and it's really easy to make. And so I'm going to share it with you today. I think it's also like a bit cheaper than buying almond milk in the store. Almond milk is so yeah. expensive. And how does so, one make almond butter? Because my, almond I, butter is literally like you take almonds, put it in a blender or food processor and just let it go. Because my daughter wanted to buy some yesterday and I love my, everybody knows where I shop in Gourmet Glatt and I love my Gourmet Glatt. But it was like $13 for this much almond milk, almond, yeah. almond butter. And I'm like, Simi, we cannot, no, my so, oldest daughter, and I said, we are not doing that anymore. I said, I'm going to learn how to do it. And when we were <laughs> confirming up everything uh, last night, we were like, we're, we're going to have we're a very... Big, we're big almond butter fans in my family. My kids put it in like their their breakfast smoothies. They put oh, it nice. in their yogurt. So I've been playing with it a lot for Pesach yeah. because we also like peanut butter. So given peanut yeah. butter doesn't work on Pesach, we've substituted it. And I did like a chicken satay with a... Yeah. With a that's like great. an Asian almond butter sauce. I love that. And I did little chocolate ganache turtles, and I drizzled almond butter over the top, which oh, is like a little matzo with pecans. It's gonna be, it's that's gonna be, exciting. it's all Passover contents launching nice. uh, Sunday after Purim. Oh, okay, so it's on. So it's up. yeah, so it's everything's yeah. up and been up for so a while, and uh, that's so exciting. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, <laughs> things are added. Okay. Yeah, so let's so let's did. see what Shifra's doing. Okay, ZK's got the camera for those so of I'm you just, who are watching. I soaked almond milk. Uh, I soaked almonds. Okay. Um, so you see it like really makes it, it softens it. Can I just give this is going to be our What's for Dinner segment sponsored okay. by Gourmet Glatt. Uh, and Shifra Klein is of uh, Joy of Kosher Magazine is going to be running our segment along with me. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. So thank you to Gourmet Glatt for yeah, uh, sponsoring. Yeah, Aren't great. they great? They're really great. I love shopping there. Isn't it? Yeah. I love when I bump into Shifra who lives in Crown Heights and I see <laughs> her like doing. I'm like randomly there. She's doing they her have shopping. everything. Yeah, they really do. So they look glossy. What were they soaked in? So they were soaked in water overnight, and it just softens it and helps it blend. Does it have to have so a certain amount do... of water, just so long yeah, as it's so, covered? No, you just have to cover the almonds. So I'm just going to do some right now. Um, the recipe is one cup of almond to four cups of water for to make the milk. Okay, so, so we soaked one... it, then we drained it, and now in the blender you put one cup of almonds and four cups of water. If you want it's it to be one a bit to four, cre- yeah. If you want it to be a bit creamier, you can do three. If you want it to be a bit more watery, you can do four to five. Okay. And this is how you would do almond butter too? No, almond Almond butter is just... Almond butter is just almonds with a pinch of salt if you want. If it's not really blending, you could add a drizzle of oil to let it start going. It helps it move. Okay. And that's almond butter. And we actually did in the magazine, we did, we had an almond butter dressing, which is delicious. Oh, yeah. Which we did, um, which we did, um, with... Honey Applebaum from Busy in Brooklyn did uh, the whole spiralizing. She, yeah, dessert. I love that. We love she honey. She did it with uh, cucumber noodles, which was delicious. Yeah, um, she, yeah, yeah, she's done yeah. that. You've got to eat that very fast. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, she she bought that to kiss the kosher cook um, when she had yeah. the fundraiser. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I bet you could do it with like zucchini ribbons. I do it with zucchinis. Yeah, I would do zucchini too. And then you just let it, let it blend. Okay, so do we see what she has got? This is one to four ratio. Yeah. Okay. And you could do a little bit less than four, like I said, if you want it very creamy. Okay. Let's hear that going. Okay. I'm going to describe to everybody that's listening. We've, uh, in a new, they, could, could they hear? Yeah. Can they, they can hear they, you? They hear me. Okay. They hear both, right? sure. Yeah. Okay. Another 10 seconds of noise. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to talk through it. Um, for those who are, uh, listening to our show, uh, Shifra's got a Nutribullet, which was bought in by Elizabeth Kurtz because Naomi Nachman forgot half of it home. I bought the machine and not the top. Um, so uh, we've got uh, Shifra blending in the Nutribullet. Which is, which is a great thing to buy. If you don't want to buy a blender for Pesach, a Nutribullet is, it's is a great. great thing to have. Bed, Bath & Beyond. They Costco, are, too. Yeah. Costco has them also 20% oh, off, do. and we make a lot of smoothies. I do uh, kale, avocado, yeah. half an apple, and uh, frozen pineapple with a little coconut water. Which is amazing on, on so Pesach detox. because it, it, you need that morning detox. You oh. need that light oh. but something filling and nutritious um, and feel good food. Obsessed. Yep. Obsessed with my uh, Nutribullet. My daughter um, Simi got us all into it. Okay. So Shifra has taken it out so of the machine. This is basically the way it looks. This is going to be a bit creamy because I didn't put too much water. Okay. Um, and good. you can also use um, blanched almonds. It's fine. But just make sure the almonds aren't toasted. Okay. Do we need to plug so, in the machine? Oh, really? What, what would the toasted piece of it do? I think what it would just that do change to it? Um, the flavor. But um, to it. Yeah. Not, and not a good almond, flavor. Yeah. And the almond milk will last in your fridge for about a week. Um, I would store it in a glass jar because that also helps maintain the freshness. Okay, do we need yeah. to turn on the, okay. I'm just gonna transfer the <laughs> We're gonna transfer. We've got, we've turned the, uh, studio of, uh, Nahum Siegel Network 
right here on the Lower East Side into the, a kitchen studio. Okay, who says you you don't need much in life? No, you really don't. You know, you know what? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people's pace off kitchens aren't that much. Are bigger, burners. Right? You know what? Exactly. But you know what? These things I've boiled a five pound corned beef on a on a. Oh, you can. These things. One of these well, things. Yeah. You know, I sometimes have to make eleven corned beefs for people, and there's only so much stovetop one can have. And I've set some up in that. I did some meatballs the other day on my Pesach burner. There's a lot you can do with this little burner. You're traveling. We talk about kosher food traveling, and you can't always get kosher food where you are. Like when you go to Hawaii and you need to Puerto Rico, you need to um, bring in, do your own cooking. You just bring one of these little. So I put a cheesecloth on okay. a strainer. Where does one buy a cheesecloth? Um, you can buy it in a hardware store. They all they all have them. A like hardware I bought it near store has a there's, there's a hardware store like yeah, in the on Washington lot. Avenue next to Carlos and Gabby's. Yeah, but then, no, there's one in the parking lot. I forgot what they're called, but whatever. Oh, yes, and variety. So, variety, yeah, variety. I, I, I think got even it Gourmet there. Glot has cheesecloth, though. Could be they do also. Yeah, um, I think they do. But if they don't, you could get it at a hard... You it's get funny it at a that a, you a buy a cheesecloth at a hardware store. Yeah, yeah. so that's Why? where I found... Why is that? Ask them. I don't know. <laughs> you have to, like, separate out the nails. I have no clue. So, anyway, to really get it, like, strained out, you just put it through. Okay, is it not good to eat this? Thing. It's probably got all the almond skins. So this is the almond pulp. Actually, some people use it to make almond flour as well. Ah. But I, I mean, I make almond flour with just regular almonds. But you can you take, the, if you want to, if you want to, you can take the leftover almond pulp, put it on a sheet tray, and like toast it in a low temperature oven for a bit. And then you can use that to blend as up. almond flour. Well, this is really cool. very like ambitious. Use, wow. If you want to use every part of the almond. But this is really fine. So if you see... You have beautiful creamy almond milk That's that comes nice. right out. I would like it creamy like that. Yeah. So then you would put just like three yeah. cups of water. Um, and then what we did in the magazine, which I'll show you right now. This is fun. Is we made, and it's so simple. It's really not hard. Yeah. Um, I do it with my kids, which is, so, they love to do it. It's fun, like to see milk being made. Made from almonds, right? Yeah, it's really cool. I once made potato bread. I took potatoes and we turned it into bread in front of our eyes. We couldn't believe it turned into a dough. That's really cool. So it's amazing. So I'm going to strain it out, and then I'm going to make a delicious chocolate sauce with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, how fun! And like we were saying, like it's all about using like yeah, you can dip it in. (laughs) For our rugula, it's just getting better and better. I brought bananas, but rugulas have better, especially right before Pesach. (laughs) No, we'll do it with bananas. Okay, cool. Because we have to like. Um, I love that though, because it's it's going to be like a lighter chocolate sauce, yeah, which is light. amazing for Pesach for so many different desserts. Like I, one of the pieces of equipment I like to, that I finally purchased um, for Pesach yeah. is a sorbet maker. Yeah, oh, smart. because nice. you know you can find is them on the sale. The fruit, the I fruit? do. The, I like the que- no, not that, not the Yonana or whatever. Yeah, my brother has that. This I got, which is also not a bad idea, but it just smashes fresh fruit. I like the sorbet. It's a Cuisinart sorbet maker. They're on sale all the time for like forty dollars. Oh, nice! And you just freeze the bowl and you make a sorbet base. And then we make homemade sorbet over and over because it is so expensive. The ice cream products are so expensive over Pesach. Yeah. So much less expensive and so fresh tasting if you make it yourself. Yeah. And then you use this kind of chocolate sauce to dress it up with maybe chocolate chips or almonds oh, or coconut. Yeah. Okay. Can, so can... now you have a fancy dessert, but it's not such a crazy, fattening, heavy <laughs> oh, dessert. it's really hot. Best sound in cooking is a sizzle. I love yeah. that. Sizzle. I don't know if the almond milk was supposed to sizzle, but it's going to be fine. Okay. It's going to be yum. <gasps> it shouldn't sizzle at home. <laughs> it, should not, it should not be that hot. Just okay. letting you know. It shouldn't be that hot. Um, and then we're just going to let the almond milk get hot, which it already is. And we're, so we're going to make it off. a ganache over and there. we're going to take it off the heat because we don't want the chocolate to burn. So okay. you take it off the heat and you put the chocolate. The recipe is one cup almond milk to... Close to two cups of chocolate, and you could always thin it out if you have now, to. Now, two cups of chocolate. Now, quite, can we talk weight? Yeah. Is that 16 ounces of chocolate? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Right, because sometimes like that chocolate, it's hard to stuff that into it. People will stuff that right. into right. the cup okay. measure. Right, so exactly. Okay, should so we disconnect it, or you think it'll... Yeah, we could disconnect it. Could you it. use chocolate chips? So I you... wouldn't use chocolate chips. It's a good okay. question, because... You're going to disconnect um, it. I found that, like, you don't, you never know... Here, I'll do it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, you never know, especially, like, when it comes to Pesach, the different ingredients that are in chocolate chips. Yeah. Right. You want to make sure you're using a really good quality chocolate. 
I mean, his recipe give me is a brand. Always. Give me a brand. Always. Um, their Schneider's just came out. Schneider's from France just came out with a whole line of different chocolates. Nobles. So also ba- uh, baking chocolate. Schmerling has um, the no- the Nobles. That's what I'm using now. And also Shufra's uh, baking chocolate is decent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that yeah, the big yeah. Alpros? What about Alpros? Um, I've never used Alpros you know those before. One, I think that one's dairy. Uh, okay. Yeah, Alpros? I've know. never used Alpros before. Yeah, I've used so it. So for... if you've used it, then, you know, you need something that you can really rely on um, and that you know is going to work. Because with chocolate, sometimes they put other ingredients in right. and then it doesn't melt right. Right. You and want it to be left, at least yeah. at least 42% real exactly. chocolate in there. And then and this some is of just those actually, that's a number, 42%. 42% at a minimum. At I mean, minimum, if you like bittersweet chocolate, it would be, right. If you want, it, it's, so some of the kosher brands, it's hard to find more than, than 42. Some of the, the French or American, you know, like Scharfenbergers, but Scharfenbergers is not kosher for Pesach. So you have to really look at the, the packaging. I actually wrote right. a whole ingre- a whole article about how to buy good chocolate. Mm, yum. Okay. What well, we so, yeah, like I said, about fifty six. So fifty six percent, I think, is go- is great for baking because it has okay. the right amount of bitterness and sweetness. Okay. And like I said, there's so many kosher brands doing. I'm gonna it have nowadays. a peak. So I'm just mixing it until it it uh, becomes smooth. And this okay. recipe is just two ingredients. So you really want to use good quality. Yeah. Things. You could also spice it up. You could put a pinch of cayenne and cinnamon. It I could like be that. like a Mexican chocolate sauce. Oh. And that's really good. And you could do that on Pesach. Um and. Doesn't you need know, vanilla extract. Doesn't need a splash of vanilla extract so you can, to bring out the like. chocolate. You yeah, can. we're gonna taste it. Will we? You could also put a pinch of salt. Salt is really um, chili. Chili, can like I get, said, cayenne pepper. Can we? Yeah, and you can you put can a pinch. I like the coarse ch- salt in it. So good. Oh, that I sweet bought, and savory. Thing. I yeah, bought all these exactly. Sa- salt. So this is it. This Actually, is the sauce. Miriam Wallach uh, taught me a little bit about uh, flavored salt. I love that. So when I was in Hawaii, I bought black salt and That's orange great. salt and yeah, pink salt and chili salt. Yeah. And it's great with desserts. Yeah, love it. Who'd have thought that salt? I mean, it's become so popular, salted caramel. You know? Yeah. Okay. So here's our sauce. It's a nice thick chocolate ganache, and you can put it over ice cream. Um, you can put it over fruit, uh, nuts, whatever you want. Come on, let's beautiful so, glossy color. Yeah, beautiful glossy color. Uh, if we we, we can you. see that all on camera. ZK's an amazing. I I'm gonna dip it in. Okay. Oh, yeah, plates. Okay, we're just going to dip it and pass it. Okay, maybe we can use you the can box. pass the rug. Uh, what? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Got the rug over here. We can use that as a plate if we need to. True, true. Okay, so we've got a beautiful – that's a beautiful banana. Can I just say? No yes. schmutz on that. Oh, that looks so good. Is it, would that harden? Can you use that like to, yeah, to make chocolate chip go... strawberries um, for Pesach? How nice would that be? harden up in the fridge? I don't know if it's, I think it's going to, it will harden, but I don't know if it's going to be like, look, I don't know how right, great my, it's going to okay. like look. All right. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, That's funny, but it's fun to taste. So okay. I'm we'll just going to pull a, a little piece yeah. off. Okay. All right. I'm going to pass that to you. Okay. We're going to hold that up. I'm going to try, just try Oh my God. The chocolate sauce is amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm Fresh gonna, almond milk chocolate sauce. I'm going to see if I can do this at my Pesach program. Yeah, it's a fun try. I've already set my yeah. curriculum off, but we can sneak in some more recipes. For sure. It's hard, it's hard. I always forget bananas. Yeah. <laughs> the laughing. Come on. I, I could ask my seven year old. Amen. Amen. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, and in the magazine we served it, we made um, sugar mm. and spice almonds. We did um, mm. sweet almonds with um, with some cayenne. You know what you could maybe do also so that if you're worried about the color changing in the fridge is maybe, you know, dip them in cinnamon sugar or colored sugar or Or coconut or nuts. nuts, Right. And then and then the color issue wouldn't be an issue. And then you could put them in the freezer or in the fridge and they'd last a while. They wouldn't last too long in my house. That's what happens. I don't know about you guys. You know, one batch of like sweet potato, almond butter. Muffins come out yeah. for Pesach, oh, and I, I never get to even wrap them up. They just fly off the counter. And yeah, yeah. Like it has that. a big appetite, right? Yeah. Like sort of insatiable. I don't Wait, know why. Well, has boys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you get that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> can we dip this rogalach in? Here, I'll go. Should we do Should we do the dolce de leche in rogalach? No, maybe not. Why not? Okay, yeah, you why think. Why not? Okay, I just want to taste it plain. This is being a real eating show. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. fun to have some ragalach before Pesach, so. I know, this is. That's always fun. Now we're mixing hummus and Pesach. You okay. want to dip? Um, yeah, you can, you can drizzle. drizzle. Mm. Okay. How fun is this show? Just eating, eating. Okay. <laughs> that is outrageous. Mmm. I like the hot and the cold. You can taste mm. the butter. This stuff is good. Yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, it makes a difference when you use, like, you taste the difference, right? Yeah, absolutely. That was really – I love the concept. Um, people, you know, get stuck on Pesach recipes, and it's hard. And you, I think the almond, the whole almond butter, uh, the whole movement using almond milk, going dairy-free, mm-hmm. turning almonds into ch- dairy products has become, you know, so popular. Our yeah. friend uh, Yosef Silva from This American Bite, he does not eat any dairy Oh, wow. Products, and he's d- done a lot of the... Yes, he must be, like, really experimenting. Yeah, especially Pesach, you know? Yeah. I think I think it's really fantastic. Um, I know Paula Shoya has in, in a book a dipping sauce with almond butter in it, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to talk... I think you have to just, like, just like both of you said and Paula said last week, you just have to try to mirror that, that sort of mouthfeel of, non, of, of, of non-Pesadic products, and then people feel more satiated. Right. Like dips or, or things right. that, like quinoa sure. or... Or nuts, things that have a crunchy feel and not just have a, a cracked matzo right. feel. You know, I, I was so excited, you know, speaking of quinoa, that quinoa, like I, and I had Rabbi Elephant, the head of the OU, on the show last year. And I said to and I know not everybody holds of quinoa right. as it is, right, but, but once the OU gave it, it kind of went a little bit more mainstream. The, uh, the Star Cane Baltimore did a couple of years ago. Once they did it, I jumped on that bandwagon. Um, and now the OU's made it um, on their list. But... I said, after 2,000 years, you've got a new food group. Like, how crazy is that? It's amazing. It's amazing. I think it's a great I, – I, I've been incredibly inspired and happy that, that quinoa was, you know, kind of given the okay. Yeah, yeah. Or for those people who use it, I think it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have a new addition. Um, I would, let's, you know, thank you to Shifran. I hope Thanks you can so stick much. around a little bit more till the, till the end. Uh, the hour is getting close to, you know – we're more than halfway through the show. Uh, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is also heard on Arut Sheva English Radio and is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. I wish we could have some hot dogs now. <laughs> but you know what? Abels and Hyman has a great line of uh, hot dog products also out for Pesach. So oh, that's really amazing. And you can make Pesach rolls. I know it's kind of like a little sacrilegious to eat something that looks like bread, but it's right. totally okay if you're eating... I believe you need, it's gabrachs. In any case, if you do eat gabrachs, you can make a Pesach roll. I think Paula Shoya has some. And it, how fun is that midweek to like get one of those portable grills or invest in a grill pan and like have a night of hot dogs and hamburgers? Right, and fun toppings. Totally. Yeah, yeah, you can really. Grilling is fun on Pesach. Yeah. That's, that's a good idea. Uh, grilling is fun all year Pesach. round. <laughs> it is. Pesach is like, it's a real change. It's it like, is. It feels so exciting. It's true. I, I bought a grill last year. Every year I buy myself one piece of equipment. Like I said, two years ago I bought myself the sorbet maker for Pesach. This this year I bought myself a really big, wide grill pan because I like to still make, you know, grilled chicken and we're going to do hamburgers and hot dogs one, one night, cholamoid. And it just it just makes it easier to dice it up. You could do some of those those coffee rub steaks and exactly. stuff like that. <laughs> I actually have some steaks for dinner tonight. Oh, I like that. Yeah. What are I you just, doing, Tom? Um, not too much. They're a really nice quality piece of meat. Fat is flavor, so it's got a nice bit of fat marbling through it. Uh, a little salt, a little olive oil, just toss them under the grill for a couple of minutes and, you know. I'm coming over. Yeah, coming <laughs> over. It's a bit far on Shabbos Talk. Yeah. We're so far away on the same neighborhood, different That's sides right. of town, but That's you right. are welcome anytime. Thank you. We should have a, like bar- a barbecue. But, we um, should. We have to chat about you. You've got so much going on. You've just, you were in LA a couple of weeks ago shooting your cookbook. Yeah, very exciting. Very exciting. All these great cookbooks are coming out. Just it's keeps good. us on it's our toes. Good. You know what? There, our world, there's like an insatiable need for recipes. We're one of the only cultures that that just week after week, 52 weeks a year plus holidays, we are looking to be inspired when we come to our tables and we want our guests to be happy and we want our families to be happy. And we all have those foods that we make week over week, but everybody is looking for new recipes. And that's why there are hundreds of websites out there and every single book seems to do better than the last book. And it's amazing that everybody's supporting each other and everybody's bringing great ideas to the table. Literally, it's it's really unbelievable. And then you've got besides the cookbooks, the web, the blogs, and the websites, and the Instagrams, and the Pinterest. Pinterest is unbelievable. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. So it's so it's intimidating and inspiring all at the same time. Right, it's so true. I, when someone pins one of my recipes, I'm like, really? You liked it? I'm like, I was I was so happy because I I'm you know I don't use those fancy cameras and you know I don't have all that. 
But isn't it amazing when you run into people? I love when people do it. Isn't it amazing though? Also, when you run into somebody, whether it's in Gourmet Glot or one of your one of your classes or something, and they come over to you and say, you know, you you changed my Shabbos or my husband loves this recipe that you created. It's funny how it just it literally can totally make your day. You just feel like I'm so happy that I I helped you. Right, right, right. No, it's so true. And and you 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 are really you've been doing this. One of the longest out there. You've been doing it a long time. How long have you been? When did you start? About six years, I think. I think about six years ago. It wasn't very crowded then. Like it was, we were one of the, you know, I started kind of on a whim walking around thinking there's so much available online for the the non-kosher world. Already food was huge online, but very little had been done online in the kosher world. And people were... People were calling and asking for recipes, and it was even before the Google sharing days, you know, where for me to send a recipe, I had to literally write it up and send it to somebody in email, which, you know, as easy as that is, seemed like such such so much trouble. So I started posting recipes in folders, and that led to a website. Yeah, your website is fantastic, and I like that you've got videos. You've got a lot of cooking videos. videos are great. The videos are also on AOL and Yahoo under under a series called Recipe Box TV. There's a grilling series, and it's great. It's so cute. I love doing them. How did they find you? Oh, that's a a kind of a good story. So um, uh, a friend of mine heard that, that actually Yahoo was looking for food content online and more food videos. That's so and funny. Encouraged Back then, me to go. Right. Bloody. Encouraged me to go. And for a while, I was just too nervous, and I thought the whole kosher thing would get in the way, and I went for a screen test, and it was just one of those things that I was fortunate enough that it worked out. It's and then AOL picked it up from Yahoo. So it's fun. So I do videos about twice a month. We shoot new videos. Twice a month. This is a and it takes a long time. It I, takes yeah, a long time. It takes the whole day to do about um, three, four-minute videos. It takes the entire day, if you can believe it. You have to do voiceovers and stuff like yep. that? and then I go in the next day to do voiceover. Oh, you have to wow. do pickups and voiceover and all that. What's a pickup? A pickup would be um, maybe something that didn't shoot quite right that day. You're going to talk over that part because they're going to clip it out or they're going to clip something in. Or that's it's also kind of what voiceover is, is anywhere where the voice isn't so clear, they're going to lay the voice over the images. Oh, that's so neat. It is neat. Because the TV that I've done has always been live, so and we're standing still. Well, you're so good live. That's why. It's <laughs> so fun and perky. And- Thank you. But, yeah, it's – it's um. It's definitely your brain's very on. I mean, right now we're very on because you're talking on on, yeah. on radio and all done together. But it's it's um, you know, doing your cooking show. There are so many components that you got to think about. You know, am I going to burn it? And I'm talking my That's way through. So I know when I give cooking demos, and and I'm like talking about the brisket or the the ribs, but I've got onion sautéing, and I'm like, oh, I smell something's right. going. The onions are going that little bit stage to you know. We or, cook with all our senses. The next yeah. stage is smell burn and I'm like uh oh gotta run back or even if it's a dressing you've made 500 times or something about when you're up in front of people or in front of a camera suddenly you go like wait <laughs> did that have sugar in it I forgot sugar salt what is that is that so, sugar I had, a, I had a crazy experience I did um you know my my uh, young friend uh chef Eitan Bernath the 12 year old superstar yeah uh, who was on Chopped sure so he taught me how to make churros churros, churros. he taught me we, he, we did so table horrible. for two uh was that, were you in, were you around? No, that was like two, maybe two gourmet glut shows ago. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Um, um, and he, he taught us on camera. You can watch, uh, the table for two. I think it was, uh, the last week of December. Um, maybe it was a Hanukkah show. It was right after Hanukkah. So he, we did charros. There's no match to Hanukkah. And, and I thought, okay, great. I've learned how to make charros. I'm going to now do it in a cooking demo. And I give Eitan all the credit that he, I showed, he showed me how to do it. And so you put charro dough in a piping bag and I'm piping it in this, in a cooking demo, uh, that I was hired for a couple of weeks ago. And I'm piping the, the charro dough into hot oil and the bag explodes. <laughs> I have done a lot of cooking classes, like hundreds. And nothing has really ever happened like that before. So I was like, okay, we're going to turn them into beignets now. And I just made little dough balls and throw them into the oil. You got to really think on your feet when you're, when you're speaking. It's so so good though for the people who were there. 
in the end because it's so inspiring for them to see that even for someone who's so seasoned and such a professional that sometimes it doesn't work out and you just got to change they gear. They were so not, happy. doesn't mean go in the garbage. So it means just change gears. They said to me, they said to me, you made it, yourself seem so normal. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Great. For sure. It's so true. I was happy. Like, you know, that's what happens. Sometimes we take a recipe and we dump it out. When I was practicing making eight ounce churros, I bombed out a few times. So, you know, you got to practice. I think people also like, like to hear, like, you know, at the end of Pesach, you know, are you ready to get back in your kitchen? And they like to hear that even people who like the kitchen, who are experienced in the kitchen and find inspiration at looking at the tomatoes or the tomatillos, sometimes we also go like, Okay, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Pizza I'm tired. for dinner. You know, one of those new restaurants sounds really good. Yeah, I have not eaten that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sneezing on air. See? Everything happens. <laughs> <laughs> you can sneeze or cough or hiccup or whatever. Um, so it's really, um, you know, with Pesach coming up, you know, there's so much. What, what piece of advice, and I've asked this from everybody that I've had on the show the last couple of weeks, what, you know, as our show comes to an end and... You know, what piece of advice can you give from what you've done and, and through your website that people can search and learn about Pesach? Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind, I know you spoke about this last week, but the first thing that always comes to mind is is just plan. Be organized and plan. Start Start not to make it, you know, rule over you for three months before Pesach, but I like to start thinking about what are the staple things I make and what are the new recipes I want to try. So you can get, you know, there's tons of blogs out there and all these great cookbooks. Paula's new cookbook is terrific. Yeah, I love it. And I have a special site for Passover. It's called GourmetPassoverCooking.com. And it has over a thousand recipes that are all, you know, kosher for Pesach and ready to go. It's like a special segment of my website. You can also access my regular website, GourmetKosherCooking.com. But the Passover site is special just for Passover. So I always like to say plan ahead, keep it fresh, keep it simple. And I like to keep things mostly, um, I wouldn't call it for me paleo, but things that are naturally kosher for Pesach. Instead of making all those cakes that have cake meals and lots of special Passover ingredients that can get really, really pricey, I try to also do, like I said, sorbets and cookies and meringues and fruits and like I have a great apple cake on there with with um with a little bit of almond extract and just a small amount of potato starch and it comes out super moist and super tasty and I serve that you know with a little bit of strawberry sorbet and it looks beautiful and it tastes fresh and it tastes light and and get your kids involved that's the other thing is make don't make it this 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 dreadful drudgery i'm stuck in the kitchen i like to get everybody involved i like everyone to pick their recipe that they want to make so they can help and and then go out and buy whatever's just too challenging if it's overwhelming you pesach should be a happy time it becomes a memorable time for families so you shouldn't do things that make you feel overwhelmed and unhappy so keep it simple, keep it small, keep it fresh, and keep it happy. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I nice. like it. Keep it happy. Yeah, that's I a good like message. That. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with me. Sure. How do people find out more about Elizabeth Kurtz? Where do we? So you can go to gourmetkosherkooking.com. That's the first place you can find out about me. You can look me up on AOL and Yahoo. There's a, my video series are on my regular website. They're also on a video series called Recipe Box TV. And I'm very excited. I have an upcoming cookbook coming up right after. I cannot after. wait for this book to come out. I've been, uh, we've been, I've been working on this book for a long years. time. A long time I've been working on this book. And the general theme and concept of the book is easy enough for every day, but special enough for Shabbos. And that's really like my motto. A lot of the things I make during the week, if I dress them up a bit, they're, they're some of the same recipes I also make for Shabbos. Because I think that, you know, when you're a person who wants to make challah through dessert, you can't have any one of those things that are too overwhelming. you got to keep it all, you know, like I said before, fresh and simple, so easy enough for every day and special enough for Shabbos. So it's 200 
um, non-dairy recipes for Shabbos, and they're releasing it either right before the Chagim or right before Hanukkah. Oh, okay. So we got to stay Waiting, tuned. Wait, stay tuned. We'll and, have you and back for that. Hopefully, you'll have me back, and we could talk about it all and I was more so in e- depth. I was so excited that Elizabeth asked me to do recipe testing. Yes. <laughs> I had Naomi not only recipe tested, she has a recipe in the book. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about my fish recipes. Yum. I love to create. It's a good, a good recipe. I've got some fish classic. recipes for you, too, coming up soon. Yeah, that's also. exciting. <laughs> that's a great concept, cookbook. Good yeah. luck. That's yeah. really exciting. Thank you. Okay, we will hear more about all that. Coming up in the yeah. next couple of months, we've had a really packed show. Uh, we had Schmilly Greenstein uh, from uh, Petite Shell with uh, all these delicious rogala, and we had a bit of a tasting. We had a cooking demo with Shifra Klein talking about her amazing magazine for Pesach. It's on the stands now. Grab your own copy. And you could also subscribe online, joyofkosher.com oh. forward slash magazine. And we have an offer. Um, you can get Jamie's cookbook for free if you subscribe for two people. Oh, that's so nice. So that's nice. You that's can give a good a gift. deal. And then um, you can also be entered to win a Messer Meister roasting uh, knife and fork set. So make sure you do yeah. that soon. Right. So okay. that's, that's our deal for Pesach. Okay, very nice. Yeah. And Elizabeth Kurtz mm-hmm. from gourmetkoshercooking.com. Okay, it's hard to remember it. everything at once. Just want to wish everybody, it's our last show before Pesach, a Shabbat Shalom, a Chag Sameach, an easy, happy, wonderful time with your family and your food and everything. Happy cooking and Shabbat Shalom. Chag Sameach. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abel's and Hyman.